This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies. A better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson filling in once again for Sean Kelly. Happy Monday to you. Might be an oxymoron, but I know a lot of people don't like going back to work on Monday, but I hope this Monday finds you well, and I hope you had a great weekend filled with more NFL preseason games, the Olympics finishing up, and uh, now we're getting close to the NFL regular season. Two more weeks of preseason football, and then we're back. And uh, the Saints were in action on Saturday night in Houston, falling to the Texans 16-9. to They dropped to 0-2 in the preseason and back at it again on Friday uh, in front of the home fans against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kickoff is at 7 o'clock. We'll have uh, a recap for you on today's show with Sean Kelly and John Stinchcomb. The defense is playing with a lot of energy. They're flying around. Looks like you've got more speed in the linebackers that are making plays. There, there was a, a lot of dogs in this game, meaning the, the, the linebackers were providing pressure on the quarterback, and I think that was encouraging. So those two were on the call Saturday night alongside Joel Myers and will be back in the television booth on Friday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll also talk some Saints, some NFL, and the Pelicans with Jen Hale, who works for the NFL on Fox and Fox Sports New Orleans. I'm also excited to see some of these young receivers. You know, we didn't get to see Brandon Cooks or Willie Sneed out there in preseason game two. But, but I'm excited to see how they, how they work with Michael Thomas and, and some of the new pieces that are in. So we'll cover both teams today, but let's talk about the Saints game against the Texans. Some notes before we get to John Sinscombe and Sean Kelly. 16-9 to was your final score on Saturday night. Drew Brees played the first three series, 5 of 8 for 29 yards with one interception. And uh, the second quarter was uh, led by Luke McCown. 118 yards, 14-19 and 19 passing with a QB rating of 89.4. He also led the team in rushing 25 yards on three rushes. Garrett Grayson played all but one series in the fourth quarter, finishing with 50 yards on four of 15 passing with one interception. A couple people stuck out to me. Von Bell, second-round pick, finished with a game-high seven solo tackles, including a sack in the fourth quarter and one special team stop. And also Nick Fairley, who's probably going to play a good amount with the injury to Sheldon Rankings. He registered a sack in the first quarter and finished with two with four tackles, two of them being solo. So, again, we'll have a recap from Sean Kelly and John Stinchcomb. And then the Saints are back uh, on the practice field today, 3.30 to 5.30. Tomorrow from 9.30 to 12.30. And Wednesday morning as well, 9.30 to 12.30. Also, this is a chance for fans not only get to see the Saints, but also, if you can, donate some of your items uh, to help flood victims from the uh, torrential rains that this region has seen in the past few weeks. So you can bring, whether it's toiletries, non-perishable food items, items for dogs, items for infants, diapers, etc. Um, this is your chance to donate during training camp as well. So we hope to see you out here this afternoon for Saints training camp. And uh, we'll see you throughout the week leading up to preseason game number three against Pittsburgh on Friday. The Olympics are done, but... They ended on a good note for Team USA basketball, 96-66 to over Serbia, winning the gold medal. Big congrats to all those participating. Also, big congrats to Monty Williams, a former Pelicans head coach. has been through a lot this past year, the passing of his wife. It's nice to see him back on the court, and it was nice to see him get a gold medal yesterday for Team 
USA. So lots to get to on this Monday. Let's go ahead and get started. Coming up next, Sean Kelly recaps Saints and Texans with John Stinchcomb. And then we'll hear from Jen Hale talking about the Saints and the Pelicans as well. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup. The hearty way to fuel your game. And the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. The Pelican schedule has just been released, and 12-game plans are now on sale. 12-game packages, including the contender and weekend plans, are your tickets to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, and more. Take in a couple of Pelicans games a month throughout the season for as low as $17 per game. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. The Saints lost by seven in their second preseason game. They're now 0-2 on the preseason, falling to the Houston Texans at NRG Stadium. Finally back home shortly. We'll touch upon that in a moment, but we're joined by John Stinchcomb, Saints television analyst, who uh, I would imagine has some takeaways, maybe some good. There are some bad after what you saw tonight in the second preseason game. Let's start with what's encouraging. I like to play a P.J. Williams. He made a nice play on the ball in the end zone. Looked like he was consistent up front. Uh, looks like Nick Fairley's in, in top form before he left the game. I, I think that could be a, a takeaway that – you know, you just want to monitor. It didn't look like anything too serious. But the way he's playing looks looks really good. The defense is playing with a lot of energy. They're flying around. Looks like you've got more speed in the linebackers uh, that are making plays. They, there was a, a lot of dogs in this game, meaning the, the, the linebackers were providing pressure on the quarterback. And I think that was encouraging. Those are the good things. The offensive side of the ball, um, man, it was, it was not fun to watch. You didn't see a lot of playmakers stepping up. And really, they weren't given the opportunity. And I think that's because of what's going on up front. Um, I don't think Pete has been able to find the footing that he's looking for, they're looking for from him, no matter whether it's a guard or a tackle. Uh, he just looks uncomfortable right now. Teron didn't get to play a lot. Uh, and really, I think that just affects the consistency across the board. And to be honest with you, I think who's flying under the radar right now is Lolito. And, and What's been consistent for the offensive line uh, for the Saints in the past is guard play. I mean, Jari Evans held a high standard for the past decade. That's not going to be easily replaced. You're hoping that Andrus Pete comes in as your first-round draft pick from last year, and it's seamless. Well, so far, it's not. Now, here's another good news, good piece of information for all of us to understand. There's still two more weeks of preseason left. So a lot of what you've seen tonight and week one, you can clean up, you can build from. With that said, the time is short. Do you give any credence to the fact that the Saints did go up against one of the best defenses in the NFL tonight? Well, sure. Even though J.J. Well, Watt's not there. I think you throw that caveat out there. 
you're missing uh, the two-time defensive player of the year in J.J. Watt. So uh, just with what they had left, which is still great, uh, it was a struggle. And you want to see, especially in the first half, a better performance than what you saw out of your offense. It's moved into the uh, concern category for me in that what's been a, a reliable, steady feature for this offense and a productive offensive line has looked shoddy uh, for the first two weeks. Did anybody individually jump out at you tonight? May have helped their case to make the 53-man roster. Put you on the spot. I know the long pause <laughs> may, may tell all the story right there. I think P.J. Williams has, has really stepped to the forefront and yeah. proven to be a guy that's ready. He's ready to go out there and make plays. Um, I think you have to stay on the defensive side of the ball. I think uh, interior guys with Rankins being down, uh, I like the way Davison and Fairley played before he, he left the game. Uh, and then you had Mabry come in and Wilson, guys who, who flashed. Now, it wasn't consistent, uh, but they, they had a couple flashes to show that they could be serviceable for periods of time if, if their number's called. All right, finally, you brought concern into the conversation. With that being said, this team goes back to New Orleans finally. They'll go through this next phase of training camp in Metairie before playing again on Friday night. Do you, do you put a sense of urgency on this week, or should this just be the, the same progression and, and, and realize that the opener is still all the way at September 11th? I absolutely put a sense of urgency on it. I, I think you look at your starting group, the, the five up front that you expect to play, uh, as the regular season starts, and I don't know how you're not losing sleep at this point and feeling like uh, we've got a long way to go across the board. Run game has struggled for two weeks. Pass game tonight uh, was porous, and the last thing you want to do is put Drew Brees in jeopardy. Well done. Um, turnovers, got to clean that up still. Penalties got cleaned up a little bit tonight, I thought. Um, but for the most part, I, th I, I get the impression that you kind of have a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth with regard to how this game plays out. Well, ball security is a huge issue. I, I think right now you look at special teams, you look at drop balls, you looked at uh, interceptions and fumbles that uh, luckily the ball bounced our way. Uh, but from playmaker side of things, man, you got to keep that ball sacred. you got to keep it safe and, and make sure it's – in your possession well after the whistle blows and you're down. So uh, from a playmaker perspective, you've got to clean up the ball security. From an offensive line perspective, uh, you, you, you have to see that improvement from week two to three in both the run game and pass protection and build on the momentum that you've created on the defensive side of the ball. The last time the Saints offense did not score a touchdown, week 12 last season here at Houston, unable to do so again tonight. Pittsburgh's next Practice resumes on Monday afternoon on Airline Drive. For John Stinchcomb, Sean Kelly, Daniel, back to you in Studio B. All right, guys, thank you very much. Coming up next, Jen Hale from the NFL on Fox and Fox Sports New Orleans joins me. This is the Black and Blue Report. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook. 
And follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors, watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Well, we are halfway through the NFL preseason, and NBA training camp is about a month away, which means Jen Hale is about to get real busy. Luckily, we are fortunate enough to have Jen on this morning as she'll be on the sidelines once again this season for the NFL on Fox and for Fox Sports New Orleans. Jen, hope you had a great offseason. Can you believe we're getting so close to regular season football? Oh, thank you, Daniel. I can't. I'm so ready. I I feel like there's been nothing to watch on TV, really, except the Olympics and the NBA Finals. I'm I'm ready for football. I think we all are, (laughs) that's for sure. Uh, Let's start with the Saints, Jen, who dropped their second straight preseason game, falling to the Texans 16-9 on Saturday night. It is preseason, so I know some of the things are a little disappointing, but we have to keep in mind that um, some of the first team's not really playing a lot. But what were your biggest takeaways from the game in Houston on Saturday night? freaking out over the 0-2 preseason record yet. Um, Certainly, I I think Sean Payton likes to play things close to the vest, and I I don't expect to see the Saints necessarily show their entire hand in preseason. I I will say I was encouraged about the improvements we've seen on the defense and a little bit concerned about that O-line. I would like to see a little bit better play out of that. Um, You know, I have to keep my fingers crossed that maybe this was – uh, a big adjustment for Andrews Pete with Tron Armstead coming back and that, that will gel a little bit better. Things will come together a little bit better with time. Uh, but, but for me, that would probably be my, my biggest circled concern going into this. Um, I'm also excited to see some of these young receivers. Uh, you know, we didn't get to see Brandon Cooks or Willie Sneed out there in preseason game two. But, but I'm excited to see how they, how they work with uh, – um, Michael Thomas, and some of the new pieces that are in. Uh, also, the development of Brandon Coleman. we got to hope that that big target can step up and kind of find his rhythm and find his groove. He had such a good year of improvement last year. kind of makes you wonder what's making him stall right now. 
you kind of brought me to my next question here. Through two games, which position groups has impressed you the most and which one's a bit disappointing? Has it been the wide receivers kind of shining bright and has it been the O-line that's kind of disappointed so far? Yeah, I think that's very fair to say. Um, certainly the O-line, especially that right side, some concern there. I uh, love what we're seeing out of Michael Thomas. Also love the attitude and humbleness out of the locker room this time around, Daniel. Um, I think that was a real big concern in seasons past, that, that this this locker room just wasn't what it used to be in terms of focus and family and bonding, and, and I think they're getting back to that. Um, another thing that is encouraging to me is how about P.J. Williams over in that cornerback mm-hmm. position? After really um, you know, struggling with injuries and, and just having to fight to get back on the field, he seems to have really done a good job in becoming into his own. So I'm excited about that, and I definitely think – that has something to do with the leadership of the Roman Harpers and, and Delvin Bro. Kind of weird to be talking about him now as a veteran leader, but, but that's where we're at. Right. Right. Let's venture out to the rest of the NFL here. Um, you've already got some of your assignments for the NFL on Fox. Um, out of some of the games or teams you'll cover, which teams are most intriguing to you leading into the regular season in a few weeks? Oh, good question. Um, well, I, my team does have the Saints twice, which I'm always excited about. Um, <laughs> I'll be back with... Um, <laughs> Rondé Barber and Chris Myers, and we'll have the Saints opener at home against the Raiders week one, awesome. and then we'll have them again in San Diego on the road. So, of course, looking forward to both of those, simply because of the division and the competition, you know, I always look forward to seeing the NFC South, and I have the Panthers week two and week three. Um, Want to see where they are at. The loss, of course, of Josh Norman, what does that mean for their backfield? Benet Benwickery is really coming back strong, it seems like, after a leg injury. He seems really excited to prove himself. Uh, Ted Ginn, wide receiver for them, 31 years old, but my goodness, at least in preseason, granted, keep in mind the level of competition, but at least in preseason, he does not look like he's 31. He is flashing amazing amounts of speed. Um, Cam Jordan, uh, Cam Newton, excuse me, things on the brain. Cam Newton seems to be in tip-top form. Just curious how they will transition from that great season last year. How much carries over? Uh, does the attitude get in the way? I kind of don't think so with Ron Rivera. And, and you know, this as well as I do, Daniel, really this NFC South, every team has improved. <laughs> so it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see the Falcons and the Bucks as well and see how much improvement they have actually made and what that means for the Saints and their hopes in a playoff run. Yeah, I feel like the NFC South, you see the can- the Panthers are probably the favorite, but after that, Saints, Bucks, and Falcons, you really don't know um, what to expect. So leading up to week one, are there any storylines that have kind of stuck out to you or what you're looking forward to talking about, not just with the NFC South, but the league in general? Any storylines that you've maybe noticed in weeks one and two of the preseason that we might be able to see in week one or two of the regular season? Well, you got to be curious how the Patriots are going to cope with the absence of Tom Brady for four games. Um, certainly a lot of eyes on them, as always. Um, how, how good can Garoppolo be? Mm-hmm. How, how is that going to sort through? Always curious to see the Seahawks. Um, that is an interesting group. Uh, love-hate relationship, of course, with Pete Carroll after the USC-LSU drama of <laughs> way back when. Yep. But he's always a really good coach. We will be going there as well. Um, and would like to see... They, you know, to me, the Seahawks had a very odd drop-off. I think, I think perhaps maybe attitude got in the way to some extent. Uh, where, where is Russell Wilson in his head? Where, where Richard Sherman, does Jimmy Graham show up this year? 
Um, and then, of course, another favorite. I always try to track down our LSU guys. Ready to see those Cardinals. Pat Peterson, Tyron Matthew. Tyron got that huge raise. I think it's only going to feed his fire. So always look forward to seeing those guys in action. Yeah, the Cardinals are going to be a very intriguing team this season, that's for sure. Jen, put your basketball hat on just for a few moments. We haven't spoken to you since the NBA draft. Um, Pelicans kind of quiet as far as splashy free agent moves, but I feel like they did fill some pieces in the offseason. What do you think of the Pelicans' offseason moves? I like it. I like it. I think they have uh, shored up some positions of need. I think they have changed the locker room culture, tweaked it, which is what they needed. Uh, Anthony Davis is developing into your leader. Of course, he is the the, um, key piece that everyone needs to develop around. But I really feel like Buddy Held's personality is going to mesh extremely well, kind of that, that missing voice that the Pelicans have needed. Of course, he's young, might not see it necessarily develop fully in year one, but, but I think you're going to see it come. Um, I really liked what I saw out of Czech Diallo in preseason. Daniel, I know you've had to be excited about that as well. Yeah. I thought he showed up big. Absolutely, yeah. Sheck has been a nice surprise in summer league, and we'll look to see how he does in training camp. Also, Jenna was announced that the All-Star game will be back in the Big Easy on in February for the third time in nine years. What does that mean to this city, uh, and what does it say about the Crescent City hosting it three times in such a short amount of time? Well, not to sound bitter, but, you know, it sure is nice after losing out on the Super Bowl once again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that the NBA, the NBA believes in us mm-hmm. that much. It's huge for the city, absolutely. There, you know, and I feel like I can say this not being a homer or, or a home team fan, but there just isn't any better city for a large event like that. And I can say that having covered them all. You know, everywhere else you're, you're, you're taking cabs, you're struggling with transportation, your hotel is quite a ways away from the party venues and or the athletic venues and or the restaurants. New Orleans, it's so easy. It's all in one area. You're not going to have to worry about getting snowed or iced in, more than likely, in February. Uh, The food's amazing. The people are great. So, to me, it makes sense. And for the NBA to have decided to take this game away from Charlotte, uh, sort of last minute, I also think there's no better city equipped than New Orleans to pull this off in such quick fashion. Uh, In terms of what it means to the city, you know, New Orleanians love to show off home, and it's it's a badge of honor for them. It's something that, that they take great pride in. We love playing host, and uh, I have no doubt that New Orleans will rise to the occasion, and it will be an amazing event for everybody involved. Yeah, I know a lot of the national media agree with you, just seeing their tweets and responses. They're looking forward to coming back to the Big Easy. That's for sure. All right, Jen, before I let you go, you do so much in the community as well, especially with your uh, Sideline Pass Foundation. I believe you have an event coming up tomorrow with uh, some Saints players and a former Saints players. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? We do. Thank you so much. Yeah, Sideline Pass, um, we are just a little bit over a year old now. We're an organization that that mentors young girls. So we work with a lot of um, foster girls in the community as well as underprivileged athletes. So Tomorrow, uh, to get some of our athletes ready for school, we're doing a back-to-school shopping spree. We're teaming up with Academy Sports. Um, Very, very exciting. Uh, I already mentioned Roman Harper. He and his wife, Heather, are thankfully back home where they belong. (laughs) And they are teaming up with us as well to help sponsor um, our mentees at Girls on the Run. So, you know, Girls on the Run is a program that builds self-esteem through running. But some of these young ladies have problems participating because of a lack of shoes or socks 
or sports bras or proper equipment. So we're going to get them all set with that tomorrow, um, thanks to Sideline Pass and Roman and Heather Harper. And then our old friend Curtis Lawson and his wife are going to come as well, and that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Curtis has a tremendous story about what he overcame in his youth to find success, and so he's going to share that with our girls, and uh, we're really excited about it. That's great. And for those that maybe want to get involved, whether it's volunteering for an event or donating or anything like that, Jen, is there a way for them to get more information about Sideline Pass? Absolutely. Our website is sidelinepass.org, and we're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, any of the three. Awesome. Or four, actually. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Jen. That's great stuff. Keep up the good work with Sideline Pass, and of course, keep up the good work with the NFL on Fox and Fox Sports New Orleans. They'll be here before you know it, and we really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for having me, Daniel. Have a great day. You too. All right, we'll wrap things up next. This is the Black and Blue Report. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious chunky chicken and sausage gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. When it's blazing this summer, don't sweat it. Hydrate naturally with Smoothie King's new summer hydration smoothies. Four refreshing flavors specifically blended to help you beat the heat and stay in the game. Made with coconut water, fresh frozen fruits, and vitamin C, they hydrate better than water and have less sodium and more potassium than leading sports drinks. Try all four hydration smoothie flavors, watermelon, passion fruit peach, strawberry mango, and watermelon extreme. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Gatorade, for athletes who move the game forward, we're creating the fuel to do the same. Innovating beyond hydration to create the future of sports fuel. Fueling today, fueling the future. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up here from Studio B. Big thanks to Sean Kelly, John Stinchcomb, and Jen Hale for coming on today's show. Sean will be back in the hosting chair tomorrow, recapping uh, another day of Saints training camp, this time here from Metairie. Again, this afternoon's practice, 3.30 to 5.30 open to the public, and then tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., and the same Wednesday, 9.30 to 12.30 as well. And, of course, if you can't make it out, Sean and J.D. will have a full recap on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app. So that will do it for today's show. And until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.